Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. Today, we're talking about work-life balance. I thought I would share with you some of my favorite tools for creating work-life balance, especially at this time of year when it can feel so busy and there's a lot going on. While it's a great time to connect with family and friends, it can also be a stressful time of year for people. I thought I'd offer you some tools that you can use to help create work-life balance in your own life. I like to define work-life balance as less about a balance between work activities and personal activities and more a balance of focus. Because what I've found is that it's less about the logistics of when you're actually working versus personal time. It's less about the amount of time you're spending on those activities. And it's more about your ability to focus when you are doing those different activities. What I've noticed is that people who work very little can feel unbalanced when it comes to work-life balance. And people who work a lot of hours can feel very balanced. So what that tells us is that it's less to do with the amount of hours that you're working. It's more about what I'm thinking about and specifically what I'm worrying about during that time than what it is that I'm working on. When my work starts to creep into my personal life and there's a lack of clear differentiation between work and personal, that's when I start to feel a lack of work-life balance. I'll share with you a few times in my own past when I felt like my work-life balance was out of sync. The first one was when my work started to creep into my personal life. I was working way too much for me. I had made the decision to work during my personal time. I told myself that that was necessary in order to feel caught up. At that point in time, work also felt like a relief from some of the things that were going on in my personal life. So whether it was a conscious decision to work more in order to feel caught up or an unconscious decision to work more to avoid what was going on in my personal life, the result was a lack of work-life balance. Another time when I felt like work was starting to creep into my personal life, it was at a time when I was actually working what would be considered a reasonable amount of time, let's say 40 hours a week, and yet I was feeling bored, unstimulated, and unmotivated in my work. What that created for me was a lack of fulfillment and meaning that translated over into my personal life. It really affected how I was showing up both at work and at home. I started to feel a little bit cynical about the work that I was doing. And that mindset permeated how I was feeling in my entire life, not just my work life. The last situation in which I felt my work-life balance was out of sync was when my personal life started to creep into my work life. I was bringing my personal concerns to work with me 
And despite my best attempts, when I was worried about something that was happening in my personal life, I wasn't able to focus on what was happening at work. I had this unchecked worry that was trickling into my work life. I was always the kind of person that told myself that I could park the personal stuff while I was at work. We used to call it being professional. But what I now know is that I wasn't just parking it. I was suppressing emotion. And we know that when we are suppressing emotion and not coming back to it and processing it, it can have an effect on our entire life, our work, our personal, our mental health, and our physical health. This unprocessed emotion affects how we're making decisions. With unprocessed emotion, those decisions look very, very different than when we're making decisions with processed emotions. Making decisions with unprocessed emotions looks very reactive, very unconscious, so much so that if we find ourselves sitting on the couch eating chips and watching Netflix without any real conscious recollection of making that decision, doing things that we maybe hadn't intended to do. And that's the result of making decisions from unprocessed emotion. Whereas making decisions with processed emotion, that's actually called informed decision-making. It gives us more access to our cognitive abilities, our ability to access our prefrontal cortex, our executive decision-making planning functions, because those unprocessed emotions that show up in the limbic system, they're not in charge of driving the decisions. So it's really important to process those emotions so that we're making informed decisions Decisions that are informed by our emotional information, but not driving the decisions. This is where I've found coaching to be so helpful, is that in those situations, coaching can help me to identify where those unprocessed emotions might be limiting me and my decision making. And recognizing that gives me the ability to process those emotions. With coaching, we are able to recognize where those unprocessed emotions are creating our results that we might not even be aware of. So I'd like to offer three of my favorite tools for creating work-life balance. The first one is a mindset tool, and it's simply a reframe around the thought, I have to do something. When we tell ourselves we have to do something, what that often creates is feelings of obligation or of pressure. When we're doing things from obligation or from pressure, we show up very differently than when we're doing things from a feeling of freedom or gratitude or motivation. Alternatively, when I tell myself that I get to do something, it's like a Jedi mind trick that creates feelings of gratitude, appreciation, and motivation. So I'll give you an example. When I tell myself that I get to pick up my daughter from school, rather than I have to pick up my daughter from school, my mindset and my emotional state both change as a result of that thought. When I think I get to pick up my daughter from school, it's actually a doorway that helps me to explore all of the reasons why I am happy to pick her up. 
it's an opportunity for us to connect and me to hear about her day and carve out a little bit of quality time in an otherwise really busy schedule. When I tell myself that I have to pick up my daughter from school, it becomes just another task on the task list. It is the difference between creating freedom and creating pressure. This ability to change your mindset to change your feeling. And that's a big part of work-life balance is the ability to reframe a situation so that you're feeling freedom around it instead of obligation and pressure. A coaching question that you can use in this situation is how do you create freedom for yourself with your mindset? For me, it's things like I get to do this. I want to do this. This is an opportunity for me because dot, dot, dot. All of those types of reframes help me to create freedom in my mindset, which is really the foundation of creating work-life balance. When we're feeling pressure and obligation, that can lead us to feeling like our work-life balance is very much out of sync. And it starts to have this effect where the pressure and the obligation trickles into all areas of our lives. So asking yourself how you create freedom for yourself with your mindset, whether it's in a work context or a personal context, can help you to create more of that work-life balance. The second tool is recognizing where you might have conflicting desires. In any given moment, I can have both the desire to sit on the couch and watch Netflix or go for a run. The problem when we don't recognize that we have conflicting desires is that it can sometimes lead to paralysis. We might tell ourselves we don't know what we want because we want too many things and there's indecision there or confusion. And so we might end up taking the path of least resistance or just not doing anything at all, which can leave us feeling stuck. That internal conflict can really lead us to a lack of work-life balance because we no longer feel like we're in control of our decisions. So to mitigate for this, what I like to do is give voice to both what I'll call the negativity and the positivity. In concrete terms, what that looks like, I used it just this morning when I was getting ready to record this podcast. So there was a part of me that really wanted to record the podcast, and there was another part of me that really did not want to record the podcast. There was a part of me that felt like there were better things that I could be doing with that time. So what I did is I set a timer for three minutes, and I gave myself the opportunity to voice all of the reasons why I didn't want to do it for that full three minutes. I gave myself the ability to focus only on that for that time frame. It felt like freedom to be able to express myself in that moment. At the end of the three minutes, I gave myself that opportunity to voice the other desire to actually go ahead and record the podcast for three minutes as well. What I noticed is that this exercise gives us the opportunity to express the negativity instead of suppress it. When we suppress it, we know that it just sort of bubbles below the surface 
and it has an impact on what we're doing. When I express it, it actually diminishes it. It's so interesting because what that negativity is really driving is just the opportunity to feel heard. And when I take that opportunity to listen to myself, when I've got conflicting desires, then I feel like I have more control over my mindset and over my emotional balance because I'm able to balance out my perspectives. So this is a great tool for creating more balance in your perspectives, which then translates into more work-life balance. And my last tool for creating work-life balance is called guardrails. If I define work-life balance as the ability to focus on the task at hand, then creating guardrails or limits around my time gives me that opportunity to put down everything else for that specific amount of time. It gives me the freedom to focus only on the task at hand. So what would that look like? Well, maybe it's telling yourself that you're only going to work between the hours of 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. as an example. This gives you the opportunity at 4 p.m. to put down the work without any guilt and pick up something else. It gives you the ability to focus only on work during that work time and then focus on personal afterwards because you know that you've given yourself time to focus on both. A lot of the times what can happen is that one area of our life starts to permeate the other areas because we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to focus on one at a time. When I know that I've carved out time for work, I've carved out time for personal, I don't have to worry about another area of my life when I'm doing something else. In summary, these three tools to creating more work-life balance are number one, a mindset reframe around things like I get to versus I have to. The second one is giving your negativity a voice for a predefined amount of time. And the third one is setting guardrails around the different activities that you want to do to allow you to focus only on the task at hand. If you're a small business owner and you want to create more work-life balance in your life, I'll invite you to check out my small business coaching program that is launching in January. You can sign up for a free consultation today at my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca, and together we can explore whether this program might be a great fit for you. Thanks, everyone. I hope you have a great week. Take care.